0: Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. One of my favorite stories in the Word of God One that I like to read from quite often is that period in Israel's history from their bondage in Egypt to their crossing the Red Sea to their 40 years wandering in the wilderness, to crossing the Jordan, shouting down the walls, and possessing their promise. In fact, the Apostle Paul told us that everything that happened to them, every encounter, every battle, Every situation was written for our admonition. They were written for our examples. And so anything in the word of God that's recorded that had me in mind. Folks, I'll take it personal. Anything that was in there that had me in mind, I want to, get every glimmer of truth I can from it. But I want you to know tonight that that period did not begin in Exodus chapter 1. It did not take place with the life of Moses. In fact, the origin of it, the start, the beginning of it Happened to the man, Abraham. Stay with me now, we're going somewhere. Abraham was off in the field sacrificing, doing what he has done day after day. And we don't know much about it, but we know that obviously the sun was beginning to set on that day. Time was ticking away, and apparently, the journey back home was too far. So, Abraham slept there on his ground of sacrifice. And the Bible said, while he was asleep, he had a dream. And in the dream, God came to him, and God began to speak to him and God began to make him a promise. The promise from God to Abraham was no of a surety that thy seed will be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. Hear the promise tonight. God said to Abraham that for 400 years, there's going to be affliction. There's going to be trouble. There's going to be problems. There's going to be battles. There's going to be season of unanswered prayer. Come on, you hearing me tonight? There's going to be seasons of loneliness and doubt and confusion. But God said after that. Someone say After. After that, God said, you will come out. They will come out. And when they come out, it will not be like they went in. He said they will come out with great substance. They will come out bigger. They will come out Better They will come out more anointed, more powerful. Just like Jesus, they may get there full of the Holy Ghost, but when they come out, they will be walking in the power of the Spirit. It was tough. It was rough. God, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. It was unsettling in their spirit 400 years years, but at least they went in with the promise, I'm not staying here, I'm not living here, this is not where I'm going to live the rest of my life. They went holding on to a promise, and it was a promise that had one word attached to it. It was a promise of after. There was a conclusion to this. There was an ending to this. This had an expiration date on it. And they went there with with that vision, with that dream, with that word, with that promise, with that prophecy that there is an after from all of this can imagine that first hundred years it was tough, it was rough, it was hard, but they kept telling each other, there is an after. They kept preaching to each other, there is an after. They kept singing to each other, there is an after. They kept patting each other on the back, telling them, just hold on a little while longer. Things are going to get better. Just keep on keeping on. Things are going to turn around. Don't give up. Don't give in. This is going to come to an end. some more monitor please 200 years it was tough it was rough but they kept going to church and they kept testifying to each other there is an after there is a conclusion there is a coming out there is a great substance there is a revival there is an increase there is something better than this there is something greater than this there is something beyond this if we can just stay put and hold on and keep on Someone say after. after. Come on, shout it after. You gotta hold that promise. You gotta keep that promise. You gotta keep telling yourself every day you wake up. There's an after from this. When you go to bed, let the last word out of your mouth be, "There's an after from this." Uh, When you go to your job, let you let it ring out of your spirit. There's an after from this. Uh, God promised me, uh, I'm coming out. Uh, God promised me, uh, He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He promised me, uh, He would put on me more than I can bear. He promised me. uh, that this is not my conclusion. He promised me there's a better place. He prom. hold on till you're after. Yeah. 300 years, their work got more strenuous. The taskmasters put more on them 350 years. Oh, can't you hear, can't you hear Israel's congregation? Can't you just eavesdrop into their service? 375 years, oh, guys, 25 years left. God's going to come through. God's going to keep his word. God promised us we would be here. He promised us affliction, but he also promised us a coming out. Four hundred. 90 years, 390 years, 395 years, 396 years, 97, 98, 99. One year left, 365 days, 12 months left, and there's an after for us. There's a coming out for us. There is an end to all of this mess. But you find something very confusing, very troubling in the 40th verse, the 12th chapter of Exodus. Because there the Bible said when they finally came out, hear me now, it was 430 years. Some of you are not even paying attention. It was 430, not 400. You see, it's easy to preach to each other, to talk to each other, to sing to each other. And those 399 years that were coming out. But when 400 becomes 405, 405 becomes 410. 410 becomes 415. You hearing me yet? 420, 425. Now when somebody dares to preach, there's an after. They sit there and look at them and say, you just don't know what we've been through. You see, I believed that at one time. I, I told myself every day, I'm coming out after 400 years because that was my promise. That's what God told me. That's what God warned me about. That's the insight that God let me see 400 years. But it's been 415 It's been 420, it's been 425. You see, it's hard to believe God in the things he doesn't tell you about. See, there are some things in this life we can handle, we can deal with because God told us. Come on, God warned us. God showed us. There are some things that hit us that blindsides us. No one told us about this. No one told us about this struggle. No one told me about this battle. No one told me it would be this hard. And while we hold on to the promise of an after with one hand or other hand, it's full of doubt and confusion and question. No longer can we shout over the after no, now we doubt it. Now we question it. Now we say, well, maybe God messed up. Maybe God forgot about me. Maybe God doesn't know where I'm at. But in their 30 years that God was silent about, do you know what was going on? There was a conversation happening between Moses and God on the backside of a desert that those who were still locked up in Egypt had no clue about. You know what God was saying to Moses? God was saying, Moses, I want you to go back to Egypt and I want you to tell my people that I've heard their cry. You tell my people, I know their sorrow. You tell my people that I see their trouble. And because I know them, and because I see them, and because I hear them, you go tell them that I've not forgotten about them. You go tell them I've got everything under control. You go tell them I know what they're facing. I know what they're not know maybe I've walked into a, to a church maybe I've walked into a city who's living in that wilderness and Moses has walked in to give you a word from God he knows where you are he hears your cry he sees your trouble he's not going to leave you there he's not going to keep you there there is a way out there is an expiration date there is an end to this The key to it is to not conclude the story before the story is over. The key is to not put a period where God puts a comma. Come on, the key is to not close the book. It's to just turn the page. The key is to not write the end in your spirit but let God pin in to be continued because there is an end to it. There is a conclusion to the matter but don't close the book when God wants you to turn the page. I think the reason it's hard for some of you to respond tonight is because you're in that 415 and that 420 and that 425. And it's just another evangelist who's coming to give you another word. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. But you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've been fighting. You don't know how long I've been there. You don't know how long I've struggled with it. You don't know everything that's happened to me. Brother Acton, it's just been two years since you've been here. You don't know the mountains I've climbed and the walls I've had to face. And the giants have had a fight. And the lonely nights have had a face. And the unanswered prayers. I may not know that. But I do know this. That God did not put a period in the affliction. He put a comma. There's still an after to it. Just because it's not come yet does not mean he's forgotten about you. There's still a conclusion to it. There's still an end to it. There's still... There's still hope, there's still life, there's still joy. telling you, Israel, don't stop singing now. You keep testifying to each other. There is an after. You keep tell, tell tell telling each other. There is an after. Come on. You keep testifying. There is an after. Every time the devil comes to you and reminds you of what you don't have, you remind him of what you do have. I've got a promise of an after. I've got a promise of more joy. I've got a promise of great substance. I've got a promise of a conclusion. I've got A promise uh, that God's not done. Uh, He's not forgot about me. Uh, He's not thrown me away. Fact, the Bible even said, the more that they afflicted them, the more. They multiplied and grew. Hear the word. If Israel can have revival in their Egypt, then you can have revival in your Egypt. If they can have revival in their mess, you can have revival in your mess. If God can still move in their affliction, he can still move in your affliction. No matter what it is, the fact remains that there is always an after. So there is Always an after. The after may not come when you expect it to, but it's coming. In fact, it will not come when you want it to. But that doesn't mean it won't come. God, I wish some of you could tap into this tonight. There's an after. From the pain, there's an after from the misery, there's an after from the sleepless nights, there's joy that's coming in the morning. There's still some hope, there's still some truth, there's still some light at the end of the tunnel. fact remains. He may not come And when you want him. Ten times out of ten he doesn't. But he's always on time. I'm trying to give you the key of how to handle the 30 years God didn't tell you about. You hold on to what he did tell you. After. 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 Ezekiel, one question for you, buddy. Can these bones live? God, I don't know. There are many. They're scattered. It looks hopeless. It looks helpless. It looks like there's there's no way out. God, the only answer I can give you is You know, because I sure don't. Isn't it amazing that God asked him and expected an answer? But when Ezekiel asked God, God never did answer. God didn't say, yes, they can. And God didn't say, no, they can't. God just said, prophesy to them. God just said, preach to them. God just said, Speak to him. God just said, Reach for him. Why? Because your proof of what God can do has nothing to do with what he says, it has everything to do with what you say when he's not even talking. Say that again. The proof of what God can do is not what in God says, it's what in you say when He's not talking. When the prayers are not being answered, but you still lift your hands. When the way's not being made, but you still tell yourself there's an after. When things are not going as smoothly as you thought they should be by now, but you tell yourself this too shall pass. Those bones won't live until somebody speaks to them first. Those bones won't live. on, until somebody tells them you can live, you can breathe again, you can become again, you can fight again. God's not done with you. God's not finished with you. God's not washed his hands of you. God's not turned his back on you. Just because he didn't show you the 30 years, he did show you the after he did show you the conclusion he did show you the coming out that's what you hold on to you can't hold on to the things God doesn't tell you but you can grab a hold of the things he did and he told you there's an after. told you, there's an after. It may not be the 400 years you expected, but there is an after. Give me a piano player, please. It may not be the 405 years you want, but there is an after. It may not be the 410 that you expected, but there is an after. It may not be the 415 you've been praying for, but there is an after. It may not be the 420 you've been holding on to, but there is an after. It may not be the 425 you've been waiting on, but there is an after. Come on, if you can hear the spirit tonight, there's a conversation between God and Moses and he's saying, I know where they are. I know what they're facing. I know what they're fighting. Same God, you hear me? The same God that promised the trouble is the same God that promised the after. Where we have our fault is we hold on to the negative and forget the positive. We hold on to the promise of affliction and trouble and pain and heartache and loss while we neglect the promise of joy and hope and after what happens when you hold on to the trouble and you let go of the triumph come on you become unbalanced. You lean to the side of trouble. So that's why you don't pray for revival because you can't even feel it. That's why you don't expect things to get better because you've let go of that dream. Your life is unbalanced. Your marriage becomes unbalanced. Your family becomes unbalanced. Satan becomes unbalanced. You can't see anything good. Everything is sorrow. Everything is miserable. Everything is going down. If you can eavesdrop on the conversation on the backside of a desert, there's a God saying, I've not forgot about him. I know they feel like I have because I didn't get them out when I told Abraham I would. But I'm not a God that I should lie. But I am a God that I should test. You ever noticed when you pray for Holy Ghost revival, and you feel like you're on the verge of it, you ever noticed how all hell breaks loose? What that is, it's those 30 years God didn't tell you about. And how you handle the things God doesn't tell you will determine how, if, and when you get out. I feel somewhere in those 30 years somebody kept saying He may not come when we want Him but He's going to be on time I know our work's getting harder I know I know our labor's getting more tiresome and strenuous but there's a promise after that You got nothing else to hold on to. Don't let go of the after. You know what a flood does? A flood brings in things you don't want to deal with and washes out things you've worked for. That's the nature of a flood. A flood makes you deal with stuff you don't want to deal with and lose stuff you've been working for. But you know what the Bible said about Noah? The Bible said that Noah lived after. I'm going to read it. He lived after the flood. Because when the rain was falling, he held on to his after. When people was mocking him and making fun of him and doubting him, he held on to his after. When the flood was rising and the boat was waving and there was uncertainty in their future, the one thing he was sure about is there's an after of the flood in fact the Bible said he lived more after the flood than he lived before the flood what are you saying Atkins I'm saying there's more life for you to live after this there's more revival to have after this There's more power to feel after this. There's more Holy Ghost to have after this. There's more anointing to get after this. There's a bigger congregation after this. But you gotta hold on to the after. Come on, take somebody by the hand right now. Lift it up, lift your voice. Everybody, come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice, lift your voice. Come on, get that after in your spirit. Get that after in your attitude. said Peter said but the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after that ye have suffered a while make you perfect Strengthen, settle you. Another translation said after you have undergone pain for a little while. The God of all grace will revive you. That means my suffering is not the thing that will kill my revival. My faith in the after the suffering is the thing that will birth my revival. Because there's an after. Come on, tell somebody there's an after. Come on, pull out of the television. There's an after. After from you, there's an after from this pain. There's an after from this conflict. There's an after from this battle. There's an after from this There's an after from this struggle. There's an after from this war. There's an after from this flood. There is always, always, always. Right now, come on, everybody in this, but I need you to pray. Right now, come on, there's a lying devil trying to speak louder than me. Right now, come on, he's trying to remind you of where you are. I'm trying to remind you of where you're going. There's an after, there's an after. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.